baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge rolling on a Wednesday morning. The 24th day of January 2018. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. We're brought to you by the man, the myth, the legend, the wrestling coach, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, located conveniently for your uh, uh, pet needs on US 165 North, north. in Monroe. A little bit slow there, Jamie, but that's well, all right. North of, north of Butchers, south of Bootleggers, as I like to say. Uh, Dr. David Weber. Uh, again, uh, we thank him for his sponsorship, not only for that, but also for being one heck of a, of a veterinarian. I think the Walter family speaks from that from personal experience, and you can enjoy that same service. Uh, Dr. Weber is a fantastic person, easy to talk to, and uh, even easier on your dogs and cats. But if you wrestle with him, you're going to lose. Yeah, but I want to talk about, uh, and we do thank, again, Dr. David Weber, uh, US, uh, North Monroe Animal Hospital, yes. US 165 North. But somebody who is not taking it easy on the competition here in uh, basketball in North Louisiana is uh, my uh, humble co-host, Terry Waldrop, now sporting a sterling 16-5 and record. And, Jerry, I don't want to give you too much credit. It's all about scheduling, Jamie. It, it is, but I don't want to give you too much credit. But uh, this being last year, ladies and gentlemen, won five games. Five. Now, they uh, have lost five this year, but won 16. And I'm not going to say he is not he's not doing this with smoke and mirrors, but he's doing it with something because no, no offense to the, uh, the young men on this team, but, uh, you know, I would just say this. He's getting the most out of them. And uh, so, congrats, Coach. Uh, you are now uh, where in the district? Uh, hovering. Uh, We're midway in the district. I mean, we, we've got, uh, and it's really, it's arguably the best 1A district in the state. Of course, everybody says their district's the best one. But you've got Tinsaw, who was, I think, played in the state championship game last year. Del High's really, yeah, really good. Uh, Sicily Allen has been good for a number yeah. of years. So, so uh, Oak Grove. So, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty good player. It's yeah. a pretty good team in there. So, We'll see. It's winding down, and our big goal was to play games that matter in January and February, and we've done that, so we'll we'll see. I appreciate it. Uh, on to more important issues and measures, uh, my friend uh, and co-host Jamie Fox, 58 years young today, right? Well, that's uh, 58 years old and uh, 116 in the nude. Um that threw up in my mouth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that was that was the purpose of it. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, it's like I, I've told somebody, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, 58. Uh, uh, I kind of feel like uh, Ric Flair coming know? up on that one year anniversary of a, a pretty significant health yeah. Um, yeah. issue. So yes, they were. I saw. Uh, I did see a brief. Had a brief visit with Janice Joplin and uh, and uh, ever so brief. Well, they told me it's time to go back, and I said, okay. Well, do I have to? And they said, yeah, you got to. And I said. Uh, he said, you got more shows to do with Terry Walter. But I said, can I go ahead and die now? And they said, no, you got to go back. The council would call that purgatory. Yeah, yes. Well, it felt like it a few times. And uh, But anyway, thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks uh, for everyone who has uh, sent me a birthday greetings. I don't deserve it. 
And uh, my fun, my, my uh, best birthday gift is to spend this uh, hour with you every day. So thanks again. And uh, onward and up. There's other weighty matters of the world going on. Uh, there is. Uh, we got uh, we got to get into a little. Uh, by the way, you guys are welcome to chime in on the text line, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, uh, of which you're more than welcome to avail yourself to, folks. Uh, and a lot of you have a couple texts already. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl coming up. Everybody is. I want to compare and contrast a little bit today. I, I think that'll be pretty interesting. All right. Uh, when Michael Jordan was going for his sixth world championship, arguably the best basketball player, certainly the best scorer we've ever seen. I'm a Jordan guy. I'm older. I get it. Not taking away the greatness that is LeBron James, and LeBron James is a great player at every position. Jordan couldn't play every position. That's an argument we could do later on when we're really pressed for time. Uh, Michael Jordan was beloved by so many people. And the weird thing about Michael Jordan, if you really look at his NBA Finals appearances, Jamie, he never played a team at the pinnacle. With I mean, you had Malone, you had Stockton, arguably two of the best players in the game right. with the Jazz. right? But not on the level of Jordan. Uh, never were. But, you know, you go back and look at with the Utah Jazz, you take away Jordan and the Bulls, were they the preeminent team of that time? Or was it the Houston Rockets that, that came to power after Jordan went to play baseball and then they faded back when Jordan came back? So does Jordan, where does he rank in terms of the opponents that he faced? If you look at what Tom Brady has done, I'm not a big Patriots guy. I, I admire and I appreciate the business model of what they do. But if you look at that game the other day, uh, you look at the Jacksonville, what they what they call it, all these teams with cool names, it's pretty neat. Saxonville, yeah, we sack a lot of people. Or what was uh, what was Atlanta's deal? Rise up, right? That was well, their, yeah. that was their moniker, if you will. And then the Legion of Boom. Seattle. What did all those teams have in common? Number one they had a better roster than New England. Their roster was better. I would say you could almost make that argument in this year's Super Bowl. Two out of three, they had an upstart quarterback. Cam Newton, the next real deal. Uh, Russell West Wilson, who I think is really good. I'd love to have Russell Wilson on my team. And then uh, you have Blake Bortles, who played lights out in the, AFC, in the championship game. Yes. Okay, so you have a young Aggressive, it's all about their defense. So, Saxonville, great defense. Seattle, great defense. Atlanta, okay defense. Atlanta's offense was lights out. They were. Uh, Matt Ryan, flashy quarterback. Cam Newton, flashy quarterback. Russell Wilson, really good. Better than those two by far. And so, you got young. You got bravado. You got arrogant. You got cocky young guy coming in to take on Belichick, Brady, and the Patriots. All right? I've seen this game before, Jamie. Watch the Seattle Super Bowl. Seattle led most of the game. In the end, better coaching won, better quarterback play won, situational things won. Atlanta last year, it's 28-3. to I, and I hate to admit this, my buddy Tom Smell, I go to a Super Bowl party every year. I left in the third quarter when it was 28-3. to I left. Uh, this is over. I go back home. I'm, like, doing something. I'm like, oh, let me cut the game on just to see, you know, how bad it was. 
I cut the game on as they're going for the tying drive. I was like bashing my head into the wall. So I watched the tying drive and I watched the overtime. Last week, it's the same game. Saxonville, a really cool, flashy nickname, dominated the game for three quarters. Yes, they did. They did. They, they, they were in control, man. That, and you're talking about, look, here's the greatness of, of Brady. And people get, I'm just tired of talking about it. Well, there's a greatness in Apple products as well, right? There's a greatness in IBM. There's a greatness in CenturyLink. There's a greatness in all highly successful people and organizations. So what happened? How many things went against the Patriots? And before we get into the conspiracy theory, the referees are cheating for the Patriots. They're cheating, they're cheating, they're cheating. Before we get into that, how many things went wrong for the Patriots? They lose the fumble. Gronkowski goes out. Gronkowski's out. Edelman, uh, not, uh, Edelman is out, but uh, uh, Amendola is their third slot receiver. He's the third best guy they have. Jacksonville has the best secondary in the National Football League. Amendola, Danny Amendola, who you could probably put his picture on a milk carton in Jacksonville, wouldn't know who he is a week ago, carved those jokers up like they were the Christmas turkey. Danny Amendola, who could not outrun me, carved those guys up in the fourth quarter. And so what wins? They're boring. The Patriots are never going to blow anybody out. I mean, they don't beat anybody by 30. They're not the brash. They're just the system. They don't beat themselves. They're just the pro. Well, they didn't get any penalties. They're the one of the least penalized teams in the league. So that holds. Yeah. Well, they were holding. Look right here. And I got my marker and I can circle it. You could probably call holding on a lot of stuff. It wasn't pass interference, man. So all the conspiracy people come out of the woodwork because they hate the Patriots. They hate success. Here's a question. Coward asked this, and I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh, a lot of people are Saints fans here, right? And once your team is out, you look at the Patriots. Those guys are the best, maybe, in the history of football in situational positions. Situational football. Probably the best it's ever been. You know? How would you like to be the Jacksonville defense? I don't care how arrogant you are and how much you run your mouth, and you're staring across at Tom Brady at the end of the game, and he's driving for the go-ahead touchdown. That has got to be a – oh, wait, I've seen this before. It was Seattle, and then uh, before that, or uh, after that, it was Atlanta, right? That's just got to be – what happened to uh, to your boys, though, with uh, – Atlanta did the same thing, and so did Jacksonville. They were moving up and down the field. They had the 10-point lead. They tried to take the air out of the ball, no pun intended. They, how many three-and-outs did they go in the fourth quarter? All right. Right? I mean, how many three and outs did they go? They started playing not to lose. Uh, yeah. That's what make, happened? You can make that argument, but you could also make the argument that, see, I think this thing, uh, the, the Patriots' reign rivals that of the Russian collusion case. Uh, the NFL and Roger Goodell, uh, the deflate gate. Now, keep, keep in mind, as great as Tom Brady is, look who he's married to. They're already doing ads with him and Giselle dancing and cavorting around the, the the estate there in in New England, and uh, you know Tom Brady is the quintessential All American kind of guy. And no, I, I think uh, so. We hate him. Yeah, we do. Uh, I I do think 
sometimes though, Terry, this uh, there is a there's a propensity to lean once a team has had success like the Patriots. Uh, look at look at uh, look at the NCAA. Let's go back to your your wheelhouse. The NCAA is still trying to get over George Mason being in the Final Four, the Butlers of this world. They still want, I would say. Now, to your point, does success breed success? Yes, it does. But is there a point sometimes where, and you talk about UCF and all that, and and and. And I know, I mean, because it. I think sometimes if you're UCF in this world, if you don't toot your own horn, nobody sure as hell is going to do it for you. Um, so they don't deserve to, I mean, obviously they don't, but, you know, that's how you get, where would this world be if we didn't have Boise State beating Oklahoma's? Where would we be if we didn't have, you know, these upstart butlers knocking off people? The NCAA tournament is the greatest one of the greatest spectacles ever because every game David has a chance to slay Goliath. Every yes. game. every game. I'm still waiting for that 15 to be the one, and it's come darn close a couple of times. Um, that's, to me, that's what I live. I love for, I love for the underdog. When, do, I, do I hate success? No, I, I, I admire it, but I can't. I also think there is. The NCAA is a money-making venture. They do want to see the North Carolinas, Kansases, Kentuckys of this world there. Jamie, it makes more money than anything else. The men's college basketball tournament is the top revenue producer and for the NCAA. And that's fine. But I also think it's also okay for an upstart to be there. Uh, you know, I don't – I'm going to pay money to see the upset. I'm going to pay money – what, what what if we had that attitude? Well, you know, Russia deserves to Russia deserves to win the hockey. Hold that hold that thought. I want to come back to it. Hold the thought because I think we're going to carry this over the next day. But you and I are going to debate this one. Yes. Uh, we're t- uh, we're going to take a break. It's going to give our friend Richie from Bienville time to find his tinfoil hat. Okay. Uh, because I think he's running short. So hey, you have you have really touched nerve with Richie. Oh, Richie's great. I love Richie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's. I'm glad Richie's chiming in and, and keeping you humble. Yeah, no, Rich, Richie's great. I, I, I like the engagement. You know, this is Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Spots. We thank you. The Edge, this segment sponsored by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney. Well, a tremendous source of Louisiana attorney, folks. Specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. He can probably get you a discount on tinfoil hats, too. No, probably not. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back. Momento. The Edge. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area, and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. 
That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 345 6644. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. The Edge, our boy Tabor running the show, a death on the board today. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley and Mr. Ben Pitts, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks, Louisiana Special Olympics. They don't have a loser's mentality out there. No. That, that's, that's all pure sport. Have you ever been? I have been to one. Uh, a lot of fun. I worked with uh, a young man that lived across the street from me when I was in high school uh-huh. uh, for about six years. I wasn't in high school for six years, but I worked for my like sixth grade on. Yeah, me too, right? And uh, But, yeah, I worked with him in the Special Olympics. One of the most rewarding things uh, that I've ever done. Just the pure joy of competition. So, please check that out, folks. Um, you know, we were talking about this before, Jamie. And it, I, I think our country, and I'll make this statement, I think we've changed into a, you know, you think back in the day, and, and I'll go back in the day, Lombardi's Packers, mm-hmm. Bill Russell's Celtics, uh, Murderer's Row with the Yankees. I mean, just the, the tough, physical, hard-nosed teams that bounce back from a loss. Nobody ever gave them anything. Nobody, you know, they didn't whine. It wasn't about the officials. People liked them. They hated them. But you respected them. I think we've lost a lot of respect for people now. Uh, our that are, opponents that are successful. Yeah, that are successful. Yeah. I mean, if you like that's New England, truth to that. yeah. If you if you don't like New England, that that's fine. I don't like Tom Brady, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like him because he's everything I would like to be. Yeah. And, I <laughs> and, and I readily admit that if I could trade with anybody for about a week, it'd be Tom Brady. Uh, but you know, the guy deserves what he's gotten. I mean, he's worked for it. He, he was not a golden child. What, six-round pick out of Michigan? Right. Uh, you know, a ton of guys picked ahead of him, and just he is overachieved. And here's the greatness of, of what Brady has done. He's done it with a hodgepodge of talent. I mean, the fourth slot receiver Sunday was John Tabor. I mean, after Danny Amendola, it was Tabor. I mean, he is Gronkowski uh, yep. out, Edelman out, running game, eh, at I, best, 
a C. I would like to compare uh, Taves to more like a Gronkowski being out. I think he would fill the, the Gronkowski role a little bit better. But, but the point role. being, you're he's out he there. Yeah. Could you? Can we make the argument Tom Brady's out there with C level players? Yes, I, I think at best, at best, I think he can make the argument that going into just from a roster perspective. This Super Bowl, you could you could uh, almost say the Eagles come in with a stronger roster. Oh, Eagles absolutely roster. have a stronger roster. Yeah. But you look at you look at Jacksonville, the best secondary in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Not even close. I agree. Tom Brady carved them up in the fourth quarter with C level talent. All of a sudden, Brady got a little bit more time to throw the football. Offensive line, coaching, uh, clarity of message, and, and that's what I've noticed about people that are very successful organizations. Uh, you look at Apple, again, going back to Steve Jobs, and he was sort of crazy, but uh, incredibly gifted people sometimes are. There's that fine line. There's a clarity of what that message is. The New England Patriots, there's a clarity of message. If you go back to uh, to Pittsburgh, and I'll compare and contrast this a little bit. You go back for Pittsburgh getting ready to play Jacksonville. They're hosting Jacksonville. you got one of the arguably top quarterbacks in the game. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're playing at home against Jacksonville. And what's uh, the Bell kid doing the week before the game? Well, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to come back. They're going to have to pay me. Uh, you know, my salary. He's worried about salary. What about being franchise? And he's talking to it on the media. And that tells me that they're not buttoned up. You wouldn't. Ne- I mean, you have ne- you've never seen that with, with highly successful organizations. All the teams that are emotional. And young teams tend to do this. They're emotional. They're hyper. They're they're over the top with the bravado and the predictions and all that kind of stuff. And people love to see it. Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time doing that. He was. He would make a rhyme about the the, the round he was going to knock somebody out, and he did it. Very few people have done that. You remember Jordan and the Bulls? Mm-hmm. They didn't really say that much. Robin did, but he, they sort of kept him in check. Uh, the great, great, great team. Uh, you're never going to see anything from the Patriots in the next two weeks. There's going to be no board, bulletin board material, no locker room material, nothing. Uh, I guarantee you that the Eagles, there's going to be so many things out there uh, that the Eagles are going to say. And, and Atlanta said it, Seattle said it, all of them said it. And, you know, they might beat the Patriots. Who knows? But the preparation, the organization. Attention to detail. The detail, the, the clarity of message in the New England Patriots organization has been unprecedented, I think, in sports. Uh, you know, you compare and contrast that with the emotionally driven, youthful exuberance of Atlanta or Seattle or this year Jacksonville. Who so Jacksonville arguably was the best team in the NFL. You actually can make that argument. If, you know, everybody wants to hang it on Bortles. Bortles wasn't brilliant in that game. Bortles, uh, Blake Bortles was really good. He was really good. All of a sudden, they got a little bit more conservative. Some three and outs, and all of a sudden, there's Tom Brady. They hung around, hung around, hung around. It goes back to the old Top Gun movie with Iceman. He's not spectacular. He's just ice cold, waits for you to make a mistake. That's what they did. But look how many times they overcame that. So I guess my point, Jamie, the greatness of New England or the greatness of Alabama football and I know people get mad when you when they when we say that. Or oh, the greatness of uh, what's his face, uh, Gino, Ariyama, uh, Connecticut women's basketball. Right. The greatness of Mike Shishetsky in Duke basketball. 
people resent greatness. People hate greatness because we're envious of that. And I think that's just a that's a human trait that we have. So other countries hate the United States. Well, they're envious of it. And, I mean, why should you apologize? Uh, and I'm not going to call the name of the school, but I had a high school job approach me about 10 years ago. Very, very well-known football program in St. Louisiana. And I'm meeting with the people. And one of the guys told me, he goes, we don't apologize for being great. Everybody assumes that we should be more humble. And, and he goes, and we are, but we're not going to apologize for winning or for being great. Uh, and that really impressed me. Because, like, look, why should we apologize for success? Is it our fault that you don't work as hard as we do? Well, they're getting players. They're, they're cheating. They're doing this. Then cheat better. No. Play within the rules and use the rules to your advantage, which is what everyone does at every level. You know, if you constantly – you know, what, what did we talk about the other day? Nobody ever loses anymore. Our culture right now. You go to any youth league softball game, baseball game, basketball, man, those referees cheated us. The referees cheated us. You know, I'll give you a great example. Referees can be utterly incompetent. They might not even know what sport it is, and there are some of them out there like that. Uh, do they blow calls? Yes. Do they just objectively cheat? I don't know. I think if you make them mad sometimes, you're not going to get a call. But it's all part of that game. It's all part of the process that you have to deal with. Look at Alabama in the national championship game. How many things went wrong for them? How many, how many breaks went against Alabama in the national championship game, Jamie? I, I think they were like, we counted like eight distinct, really, really bad things that happened to them, yet they found a way to overcome it. And I think great coaches and great programs, um, you know, businesses, find ways to overcome stuff. I'd like to look at it from a little different perspective, um, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because to me, they epitomize what the NFL wants to be all about. Uh, you can talk about the greatness and the, and the programs like the Patriots, and, and that's absolutely correct. You know, you can't take issue with, with the process, as you said, the, the consistency, the, the messaging. Uh, you can't take anything like that away, but... The Jacksonville Jaguars, who's now their GM? Tomlin. Right. Where was he? We know where, what his record was before. Always consistent in New York. He brings that. They were 3-13 and 13 last yes. year. 3-13. and 13. The draft. This is why it's so baffling to see why Cleveland can't get, it, get their traction. Because they the, never have. Well, they have. They've been relevant in the past. Year, it's been 20 years, but they've been relevant. At some point, uh, so it was my dating life twenty years ago. I didn't have one. So you're talking about, you know, an opportunity to turn a program around, set some standards. Uh, from this point forward, I, I like Jacksonville's chances because they took in one year, took this, and were within. I don't think they choked. I don't, you know, all no, they didn't. They got beat by a better team, by a better organization. You can't. This is the thing about whether you're talking about Alabama or New England, very, very seldom, even when things go against it seems like there's an impossibility to put them away. You know what I'm saying? They hang around. They're Iceman. You don't ever see they're, – they're just good enough. Well, they are. They're very good because they never – one of the things they normally do is they don't beat themselves. They play – Which means what? 
Don't turn the ball over. Don't have penalties. Right. They don't do that as, as often. Do they? You can. We can argue they do get the benefit of the calls. Well, that that does happen. I mean, Terry went into that yesterday about how great teams do tend to do that. I don't know if that's by design or by. Do you think the ref? Let me ask you this. Okay. All right. Uh, and we're gonna, matter of fact, I'm gonna pose this question to you, and then we're gonna take a break, and we'll talk about it when we come back. What do you think the officials were thinking when Tom Brady and the Patriots came on the field in that last drive? Just what do you think? I know they're trying to call the game. They're professional at what they do. They're also football fans. They know football. They watch games. Uh, we're impartial, and they, they and they are. I'm not saying that they're not. But do you think it surprised any of them? We're going to come back and, uh, and talk about that and just the mindset of, of what you have to do in order to win and to change a culture. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. This segment sponsored by our friends, I Work Gourmet Pizza by Design. I had a uh, roast beef and cheddar sandwich yesterday with mushrooms on it. At I Work? Oh, God, it was unbelievable. Well, by all means, go by there and do that. Yeah, today, unbe- yeah. unbelievable stuff. Check them out on Tower Drive next to Nukes and Monroe. Tell Jay and Company you heard it on Sports Talk. Well, Ninety-seven-seven with Cheddar. Uh, back in a minute, folks. The new year is here, so let's start something new at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Starting this year, any new or used purchase from Brennan Dodge will come with oil changes, free for life. That's right. Your new or used car from Brennan Dodge will come with free oil changes for as long as you own your car. Just our way of saying thank you for the many years of support this community has shown us. And the all-new Jeep Wrangler is just a few weeks away, so don't miss a chance to test drive the legendary Jeep Wrangler. Let's start something new this year at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get it clean as can be. Yeah, baby, right now. Come on down. You will see. A great wash. Green vacuums. Cool technology. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Broken window. Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Washita Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $3.99. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty gun safe. Your outdoor superstore, Rustin. 
888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board on this Wednesday, 24th day of January 2018. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. Uh, Richie goes, hey, as much as it pains me to say, cheaters or not, uh, I hope they win the game just to fight these wild, soul-sucking Philadelphia fans. Uh, this, Richie, we agree. Bama Jim wishes you a happy birthday. Roll Tide. <laughs> well, it is complete now since I've got my RTR from Bama Jim. Yes. Uh, and, again, um, it is indeed uh, something to see how the Patriots over the years, Alabama over the years, in the, in the collegiate ranks. Oh, what do they have in common? Well, it just so happens oh. those two, uh, Saban and Bellis, didn't they, didn't they work together or uh, something? They did indeed. Yeah. And, uh, and in Cleveland, of all places. Um, and you were talking about that during the break is, you know, Bill Belichick got not let go in Cleveland. And it didn't work out for him. And now he's in a, it, to your point, it's not just players. It's not just it's a culture. And how do you develop it? <laughs> if you're Cleveland, if you're Cleveland you look around, it, it would be like cutting Michael Jordan. And you're like, if you're Cleveland, you walk around and go, what did we do? We just cut Michael Jordan, and Belichick is blowing up the world in Boston. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland, uh, to go, what's the old Woody Harrelson, you don't know, movies, but uh, Munson, uh, the bowling movie, you Munsoned yourself. Uh, dear Lord, I mean, Cleveland is Cleveland. That's not going to get any better. But what does Belichick have? Dear, did all of a sudden, did he learn? Uh, is his toss sweep better in, in New England than it was in Cleveland? Is that cover two defense that much better? I got a new way to teach it. Or is it something deeper? Most people on a culture, all right? And I'm big, big, big in the culture. I've done a lot of studying on it. Uh, tried to create culture where I've been. Uh, try to modify culture. Sometimes it's like a house, all right? Uh, sometimes you can add on, you can close in your garage and you got a, you know, you got a game room or you can, uh, you can add to stuff and yeah, it looks okay. It's all right. Sometimes you got to bulldoze the whole thing down to the foundation. True. Sometimes you got to dig the foundation up because it ain't working. All right. So the culture of Belichick, look what he did. You've got Robert Kraft, who obviously is a owner that wants to be successful and understands this. All right, he was way successful before he became the owner of uh, the New England Patriots. Right, right, obviously. Uh, you, they, they drafted Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback that we've seen. But those three things have been consistent, Jamie. Everything else has been variables. You know, what's the kid from Pittsburgh? They just they just brought in. Uh, Harrison. Harrison had a huge impact in that Jacksonville game. Well, Rodney Harrison, 39 years old. And, and then Harrison, what's the kid? Isn't that the kid's name? Yeah, brought in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Rodney Harrison, James Harrison. James Harrison, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Pittsburgh, like, yeah, you're not any good. 
And it's like going to the garage sale. If you're a rich guy, you ever notice a lot of rich people go to garage sales on weekends? Yeah. And they're like, man, that lamp looks really good. And these people are throwing it out or giving it away. Yeah, we don't want that lamp. We're getting a new lamp. Well, that looks pretty good to me. So they're masters at figuring that out. And I think that's what culture does that's successful. It's not like you're going to dynamite everything. Sometimes you just need to tweak it a little bit, but you've got to have people that will buy in. Everybody, Jamie, from a junior high level to the elite level of professional sports, you talk to anybody. Do you want to win? Oh, yeah, we want to win. Right. We're all about winning. LeVar Ball, we're all about winning. And they say that, and they give it lip service. What people do, you know, look, I wanted to have a 4.0 GPA. I didn't. You know why? I didn't like to study. I really wanted that 4.0, but I really didn't like to study more than I wanted that 4.0. Plus, I wasn't capable of doing it. You see what I'm saying? Everybody wants to win. Not everybody's willing to pay the price. What's the Internet meme that's floating around? Everybody wants to be a lion until it's time to do lion stuff. Right. Everybody wants to do that until you have to be that guy. And to change a culture, you got to have buy-in. You know, we have talked at nauseum, uh, and we do it in the fall every year. You look at the high school football programs in North Louisiana that are dominant. I mean, dominant. Year after year after year, we're talking going back 20, 40, 50 years in some cases. Neville High School, uh, OCS. Oak Grove, West Monroe since the early 90s. Mangum now. Mangum has been really good. I don't put them in that category of the other four because they haven't stood the test of longevity. Now, in another 10 to 15 years, yes. You know, and that's not to, to – I mean, everybody knows I'm pretty good friends with Tommy. That's not a knock on them. It's just the other four have stood the test of time. Okay? That is a cultural deal. That is an administrative commitment. That is a parental commitment. That is a kid commitment. That is stability of a talented coaching staff that continues to stay. And if they leave, they replace them with somebody else. Sam, uh, Hayesville and Junction City. Absolutely, Sam. I completely agree. Okay. Uh, But great teams. And how many people don't like all those? How many people? I hate Neville. Hey, man, they they cheat. I hate Westwood. They OCS cheat. Do they really? Or it's the fact that you're getting beat. But you, you look at some of these other teams that aren't very good. They go 0-10 or 1-9. Nobody hates them. Nobody hates teams. Nobody hates the Cleveland Browns, other than maybe the Cleveland fans. All right, well, let me ask you. You talked about a, a culture, and then, you know, you have two, from a business perspective, two highly successful individuals. Now, I, I have to admit, I don't know what Robert Kraft did to, to make all his money. But I do know what Jimmy Haslam did, who owns the Cleveland Browns, and he was the pilot store guy. Yes. He's also a big contributor to the University of Tennessee right now. Both of these are, are struggling right now, to say the least. Tennessee is, is not Tennessee of the past, uh, and the Cleveland Browns have not been. So you've got a successful individual on the business side, Terry. Why hasn't this translated yet to his franchises, of, uh, his, his uh, sports franchises? I, it's interesting. I'll give you an opinion. Okay. For me, and, and I see it, you see it everywhere and, and everything. Um, you have to have talented people. You have to empower those talented people, and you got to get out of their way. you got to support them and get out of their way. Bottom line, there's too many people that want to micromanage um, 
Right. Well, that's a good reason. That's a very good point because they've just made a change in GM in the in the Browns. John Dorsey's taken over that organization, who has had success. I want to say with the Panthers and some other organizations. Then get out of his way. I agree. Then if he doesn't do the job, fire it. But there's no stability. Nobody wants to go to a place, Jamie, is a business that's unstable. Unstable. And, again, it goes back to how you manage stuff. Is it crisis management or strategic planning? If you're constantly in crisis management mode, you're, you, you simply can, you're just existing. How do we keep the doors open today? Correct. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll work on tomorrow. There's no long-term goal planning. There's a, And everybody, you know, when you're winning, everything's good. All right? When you're losing, the janitor has an opinion on what you should be doing. You know, I think you should play more uh, more deep safety drop. You should, run the, you should run the ball more. And everybody's got an opinion then. And to insulate yourself, you've got to get good quality people around you. You have to empower and support them, and you got to get for high school. You got to get parental buy-in. The, the the schools that we mentioned, and then Sam through uh, what Haynesville and Junction City, and I'm not as familiar with those schools. I know they've been very very successful. I'm not as familiar with them as I am the others. But the bottom line is, it is a multifaceted organization. And you got to have all the components. It's like having a great car, Jamie. You got a race car, man. You got the best tires in the world. Your engine is just supercharged, but your steering wheel is a stick. You're not going to win the. But I got nice tires. My engine's really is. My engine's the fastest engine around. Your steering wheel is a stick, or you have an idiot driving the car. Everything has got to be in place, and it becomes very special when those things are in place. John Wooden and UCLA basketball Belichick and football saving in Alabama the last 12 years or whatever it's been they don't always win it but they've been really 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 consistently good well let's I know we're getting up here against the break but I wanted to discuss I want to bring it back locally if I could to uh to a place where the culture wasn't where it is now and that's West Monroe and what was the difference between? I got personal experience on that one. West Monroe and Neville. Okay, West Monroe and Oak Grove. West Monroe. Okay, when did it start to change? I, I want to talk about that, let's and, talk and, about and, and I will. I'll, John, let's go ahead and go to a break here. Jamie, I was at West Monroe when that took place. When that took place, uh, I went to Sterlington as the head coach. Uh, the semester, Don Charles, his first year, his first spring semester, I was there and, and, and got to know him a little bit. I took the head job at Sterlington, mm-hmm. uh, and I will just tell you from an outside perspective, sort of inside a little bit, uh, looking into it, what I thought transpired, and that set that program, who was everybody's homecoming game for the past 40 years, uh, into a catastrophic orbit that they, uh, they've been one of the top programs in the country, if you will, for the past couple decades. We'll talk about that more. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spondabell. Pair for the special people in your life, folks. It's uh, Valentine's coming up. It's birthdays. It's anniversaries. Spondabell, Lemmy Lane in Monroe. 318-807-1060. Tell them you heard about it on Sports Talk 97.7. And La Edge, back in a minute.
This is Mark Fuller with Car Pros North. Tax time is here. And tax cars are real, real, real cheap at Car Pros North. We just want to let everyone know we have access to over 500 units. We got cars, trucks, SUVs, two wheel drive, four wheel drive, sports cars, third row seats, and financing available for everyone. Come see us, 601 Cypress Street, West Monroe, Louisiana, Car Pros North. Find Car Pros North on Facebook or visit carprosnorth.com. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. Don't miss out on huge savings as we celebrate our 40th birthday. Wow, 40 years since my dad founded our company. Prices have never been better during our celebration. See us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City for your new home. The Lady Texers take on Old Dominion at home in the Thomas Assembly Center on Friday, January 26th at 6.30 p.m. presented by Northern Louisiana Medical Center. It's Faculty Staff Appreciation Night. Then on Sunday, January 28th, the Texters take on WKU at 2 p.m. Join us to welcome back the 2001-2002 Lady Texters team for Legends Day. Contact the ticket office to 318-257-3631 or visit latexsports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. Washita Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, uh, rolling here on the edge, the last segment of the show. Jamie, you had a good point on West Monroe. And, and I'll, I'll tell you from an outsider sort of perspective a little bit, uh, West Monroe was a sleeping giant for years and years and years. And I'm saying that as a Ouachita graduate. Uh, they would have some years a little bit better than others, but it was nothing. It was it, at best, it, at the absolute best, pre-Don Childs, it was mediocre. Some years better than others, some years not. But Neville was always consistently a winner, always, since I can remember. Um Oak Grove has always been consistently a winner, and it's been OCS since about the mid-80s, low-80s, consistently. Now, there had some ups and downs, uh, but, but mostly it's been a very consistent uh, program with those, those schools. West Monroe came in, uh, Don took the job, and again, I left for Sterlington High School that, that uh, fall uh, to be the head coach at Sterlington, and... West Monroe, prior to that, basketball, baseball were the two best sports. Not, not even close. Basketball was actually the king uh, at West Monroe, as bizarre as that sounds for anybody under 40. But Don came in, 
It's when uh, they started the system. They, they, they got a weight program in place, Correct. which has been key for every single one of them. They got people that knew what they were doing uh, in the weight program. Kids bought in. Uh, and, you know, I'm getting texted. I, I know they had kids. They were following the South Louisiana model of kids repeating a grade. So you had older kids at the end of their time. You had 19-year-olds competing uh, as seniors, which is, is legal by the LHSA standards. Uh, a combination, you had buy-in. They started having success. Success begat more buy-in. You had people coming over like Brady James, came over from Waspin, uh, moved, came in, played really well, went to LSU, the Cowboys. And so you started getting better student-athletes or better better players. The coaching, if you just look at some of the coaches they had to go through there. Steve Insminger was there for a year. But they've had stability of coaches, largely. You know, Mickey Easterling's been there forever. Back Even when I was there, he still remains. And so you look at the coaches that have been spawned through that program. My buddy Scott Lee was there, uh, who's here at at St. Fred now. And there's a ton of people that have been highly successful. But the consistency of your coaches, the administrative backing and support, uh, the parental buy-in, the the student athletes having no option but to buy into the vision of what we're doing. If you're a leader, you're painting a portrait of what it needs to happen. It's easy for Nick Saban to paint that portrait right now. I go into your house and go, look, we've been four out of the five last national championship games. I'd like you to play defensive back. My last four guys have went in the first round of the draft. That's easy in one way. It's more difficult to go in and try to paint that vision of what you're trying to aspire to. Because a culture, let me let me finish on this one. A culture change initially is like getting your fingers stuck at the doctor's office when you're a kid. It's going to hurt a little bit, but they get blood out. They, they do what they need to do. A serious culture change doesn't happen overnight. A serious culture change is a long, it's a marriage. It's a long-term, long-time commitment. It's not a, hey, I need a date, let's go. And, and that's, that works sometimes in a short-term process. But what work, go back to the Patriots. Long-term business model versus upstart, braggadocious, cocky, arrogant young guy. Who wins? Most of the time, the business model is going to win because it's been there since the, te- the, the start of time. Boring, consistent, not making mistakes is successful. want to take that a step further with Don Charles, God rest his soul. Uh, and I think the terms cocky and braggadocious may be able to be applied to the to Coach Shows, but I also give credit to Western Road being smart enough, the parents, the, the booster clubs, or whatever you want to say it, they just flat out got tired of losing. Okay? And Don Shows went in there and said, my way or the highway? We're going to do it this way. We're going to we're going to start feeder systems here. We're going to start feeder systems there. We're going to run this system. We're going to by the t- it was the same thing that happened at Neville. You're running the same plays at Sally Humble that you're going to right. be running at Neville. He didn't reinvent the wheel. He didn't reinvent the wheel, but he he was the only one that got in there and got all the factions together that said this is the way we're going to do it. And by the way, if you don't want to do it this way, I'm out of here. And people said, and then he started winning. And then people started transferring there. And the thing, the machine 
started rolling. But would you not say you saw that up close and personal, and you said, I mean, after all, you were offered a chance to coach football. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I did. He offered you a chance to coach. Yeah, football. coach. I want you, to coach. I don't know anything about football. Doesn't matter. I'll yeah. teach you. Yeah. And you know, as a young coach, I, I was enamored with basketball. I still am. Yeah. And like you know, my best opportunity is going to go. I get to be a head coach. Right. And so I jumped to Sterlington uh, to the head coach's role. Was there for a couple of years and got able to, uh, you know, was blessed with the opportunity to go into college coaching after mm-hmm. that, which is what my aspirations were to begin with. So. Uh, but it makes you wonder why was Don, you know, why, why, why was Don successful while others never were? Uh, why is Belichick successful in New England while nobody else ever was? Um, those are great questions, you know. And I'll tell you this, and this is just—it's going to sound bizarre, but people, when you get to the higher level, uh, my last couple of years, seven, eight years at Texas Wesleyan, we were we were among the top. You know, arguably, easily top ten in the country. We're probably among the top five in the country. We're winning 28, 30-something games every year. All right? Uh, that didn't come easily. Because the more successful you are, the more issues you have, the more issues you have to deal with. All right? The players got better. Their problems got bigger. The more high-profile players you get, the more high-profile problems you, you get. All right? And so it's not the joy of winning. And this is what a lot of people don't get. Initially, when you're winning, and Pat Riley wrote a book about this. Uh, I think it was The Winner Within, I think is the name of it. And this one, he was with the Lakers. And he said, you know, uh, the, the climb when you're, when you're going from not very good to being really good, man, it's exciting. It's, everything's new. But it's not, the, it's not the, the joy of winning that motivates Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. It's not the joy of winning that motivates LeBron James. Or Michael Jordan. It's, no, it's not a fear of losing. It's a bitter hatred of losing. After a game, I was trying to explain that to my kids the other night. You know, you expect to win games if you do preparation, your talent is adequate, and you have a game plan and you're able to execute that game plan. You expect to win. Now, sometimes you don't, Jamie. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. You don't win. But the preparation and the will always has to be there. And so it's the abject hatred of losing uh and a lot of people you know it's funny because they'll go uh it's it's fake emotion you know you'll see people jerk their shirt tail out or kick a trash can or they want everybody to know they're upset to me that's fake and and i saw that as a college recruiter oh look yeah jamie's really upset he lost that game it's fake the people that are really into being successful zone into their own uh, almost like atmosphere, if you will. They are so in tune with trying to win it, and you can tell when it hurts them, and you can tell when it's fake. Let me uh, – we've got a few minutes here. I want you to – because I know you know him personally. What I, – I just happened to scroll the other day on the scores. Guess who beat North Carolina the other day? Buzz Williams and Virginia yes. Tech. Virginia Tech and Buzz Williams aren't ranked. North Carolina is. What is it about Buzz Williams? He's been in Marquette. He's been some other places. What is it about him that he's doing in Blacksburg that other people maybe should take notice about? And Buzz is not the only really sick, but that's that's one that we're you're kind of familiar yeah, with. Yeah, he and I actually text after that game. Uh, I want to know what, what goes in. From my experience with Buzz, and he and I go way back, it's the buy-in. That guy's committed. Nobody, not one player on that team works harder than he does. Mm-hmm. 
Not one coach on that staff works harder. If he needs to sweep the floor before practice, he's sweeping the floor. If he needs to get in a charge drill and get run over by a 6'10", 290-pound guy, he will. He works all aspects of the game and all aspects of their life. Truly great coaches. I mean, you know, Saban gets a lot of credit, or his offensive coordinator, whoever, for calling the pass to or throws the, the touchdown pass on second and half a mile. Oh, that's great. But it's the relationship. Think about what Saban did, and I'm, I'm going to go back to Buzz. You took you had the Tua kid who was the number one quarterback in the country who played garbage time for the University of Alabama. Played no minutes. None. Not meaningful. You had the uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, I couldn't name it. Who has lost two games in his college career, right? This, this dude's really, 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 really good. Or one game, I'm sorry, right? He got beat by Clemson, right? They yanked him at halftime. Well, and they, Auburn, Auburn. Auburn, yeah. And they put the Tua kid in. After the game, now you don't think it, it, it was really painful for Jalen? Absolutely. He handled that with class and dignity. That goes back to the coaching staff and the, the meetings and the involvement in the kid's life and the recruiting and the kid's parents. All those factor in. I think Buzz really gets buy-in from his whole program, from the assistant coaches to the parents to the players. I, I think you see a, a a rare loyalty for those guys. And, and a lot of times you're judged on how you treat people after they lose. You know, I think he loves the kids. They do a great job of doing more so with them off the court than they do on the court. And on the court is just an extension of what he does off the court. A lot of coaches are in it just to coach for their record. Buzz is into it, and I know a lot of people like this. Uh, he is into it for the kid. You know, and, and those guys will call him for the rest of their life. I got guys that call me. I, I'm nearly not, never be that level. But it's very um, humbling when people call you, hey, coach, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen him in 20 years. Or we'll Facebook or back and forth. Hey, coach, I got this situation in my life. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think? And they may or may not go with, with what I – but I'm very flattered that they ask for an opinion because you matter enough to them and that stuff that you uh, you did back in the day. And it's not can you play my 2-3 zone defense right. You know, uh, there's an old saying in coaching, they don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And, and that's something I think we lose track of. Uh, I'm, I'm waxing nostalgic on you, Jamie. I appreciate you. Happy birthday to you today. We've got to get out of here. i got about eight texts uh, that uh, we, we need to get to. I, I apologize. Um, and then we'll try to get to tomorrow. Thanks to our sponsors today, Spa and Avail, uh, our friends at Vantage, Powers Gourmet Pizza by Design, uh, GB Cooley, reminding you, Sport of Worthwhile Cause, Louisiana Special Olympics, uh, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, did we get Bobby in there? We got Bobby don't Manning delay, in there, attorney at law. Don't delay. Call Bobby today. 318-324-1411. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Folks, go see him on US 165 North in Monroe. 318-345-4545. For the birthday boy, Jamie Fox. If you need bail money, call me tonight, Jamie. But I don't have anything over 300 bucks. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. You guys have a great day. Aloha. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all.
He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. We live in